This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Rabotai, welcome everyone to another Wednesday Night Shiur. First of all, I'd like to give a big shout out. We have Ariel Edelstein. He was here before he went to Israel. So a big shout out to Ariel Edelstein. He came back. He came back now. I see the Kedushah on his face from the Kedushah that he said, and Baruch Hashem, you know, was okay to, to build more and more Torah with him. He started over here. He started by Derech Emet. He moved on to Israel. He's coming back to the roots, Derech Emet. So this is Baruch Hashem, Ariel. And I'll tell you in advance, we do give classes in the summer in his house, special houses. All right, let's go. Come on. Who are we doing? Lunishmat? Eva Bat. Eva Esther. Ilana Esther. Ilana Esther. Please. I have about unbelievable lesson I, I want to break it down a little bit. I want to break it down. First of all, the first one I'd like to discuss is, it speaks about, at the end of the parasha, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back front, back front like that. The end of the parasha speaks about kosher, keeping kosher. What is it? Fish. I'm going to speak about the fish, and then I'll go out with the other animals, all right? So fish. How is a fish, how do we know a fish is kosher? What's the symbols? Two symbols. What does the Torah say? Very good. Snapir bekaskeset. Snapir means fins. Kaskeset means scales. What scales? Scales like the bony thing around the fish. And fins is like how it swims. You know how it swims? The back, fins. All right. Now, no, not the back. That's the tail, the side. Right, the side also. It swims like that, right? It's not, it's not a contradiction. It still swims like that, right? With the fins, no? Ah, yes or no? The back, the front, it has the whole gist. Now, that being said, there's a rule that we have. And what's the rule? If it has kaskeset, if it has scales, the, the Gemara teaches us, everybody knows, that what? It has, it has fins. Very good. If it has scales, then it automatically has fins. That being said, the Torah should have in essence said that what? Any fish that has scales is kosher. Any fish that has kaskeset, which is scales, which is the bony part of the of the fish, is kosher. Because we have a rule like Mr. Moshe, Rabbi Moshe Zetuni said, the what? That we have a rule that any time it has scales, kaskeset, it's automatically going to have fins. So why tell me fins? Everybody hears this question? Gemara answers in the second Nida. Gemara Nida says the famous words, Yagdil Torah V'yadir. What does that mean, Yagdil Torah V'yadir? What does that mean? It means, we say, and Natan, our college knows this very well, it says, Rabbi Hananiyah V'nakashia Omer, Atzah Kadosh Baruch Hu, Le'ezakot et Yisrael. Really, Hashem wanted to mezakeh otano. He wanted to give us chuyot. And therefore, the fichach hirbalahem Torah mitzvot. You understand? So, like the Torah, really, the Torah didn't have to say oh, oh, a kosher fish. It didn't have to say, oh, oh, it has to have fins. It didn't have to say that. It could have just said it has scales and it's kosher. So, then why did Torah go out of its way to say fins? The answer is, is to produce more Torah in the world, so when you learn more Torah, you'll get more reward in Shamaim, you'll get more Berakah in this world, you'll get more Zuyot in this world, 
And you have more bracha in your entire life because you learned one more extra word about fins. Good? Good. That's the, end, that's the end of that lesson and that's the answer to that lesson. But I want to elaborate to one more item in that. Why are we picking on the fish? There's other things that the Gemara says, Yagdil to But why did it specifically speak about the fish and the scales and the fins and oh Yagdil to in this aspect? So let me tell you. Let me tell you. In life, there's something called a don't do, lota ase, and what? And ase. What's lota ase? The, the laws that we're not allowed to do avero. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Now, that is very, very important. You have to understand that's very key. You got to make sure that you're always protected from any, any kashash, any closeness to even sin at all, ever. That represents what? Scales. Scales of a fish, the cascaset of the fish, represents the protection of the fish. Has to be protected. You have to be protected. You don't hang out with people that are, that are not a good influence on you. You just don't. You just get them out of your life as fast as you can. That's, that's the olive bit. As fast as you can. If anybody's having bad influence in your life, get them out of your life as fast as you can. No, nothing to do with, with that to protect you. To protect you. Because otherwise, what happens is that we deal with people and they get addicted to certain substances and this and that. What happened? And he says, Rabbi, I wish I never hung out with this kid. Okay, now you did. Now you, now you learn your lesson. Be careful. In, in any case, in that situation, protect yourself. Right? Good, clear. That represents the case. Don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. Protect yourself. Now, what's the fins? The fins is like the Torah That's what we just said. The fins make you swim. They make you move. They make you breathe. They make you breathe. They make you... A person in life, he has to know that he has to always grow. Nobody wants to be very old. Nobody wants to be called old. I'm an old man. I'm an old. But I'm going to give you a secret now to never ever become old. Because old is in the mind. That's what it is. It's in the mind. Yeah, physical body. Yeah, you're right. Ah, it's hard. This, that. Sometimes a person is 95 years old. 98 years old is physically, yeah. But if in his mind, he has a mindset of growth, so he's always considered young. You know what I just said? It's a very important point. Because you hear people, when they hit 70s, 80s, 90s, oh, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. But if you're in the mindset that you always want to grow, even though in this situation that you're in, yeah, you might be a physical 95-year-old old man, but in your brain capacity, you have Growth in you? You're always young. You're always young. And this is exactly the point that the Torah tells you about the fins. Why is it going out of its way to speak about the fins like the Torah did? Why bedafka that? 
And the answer is to always make sure you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. The biggest default, the biggest sakana that you could have in your life is always feel that what? I'm stagnant. I'm good. The Gaomer Vilna says if you're not constantly going up, you're automatically going down. Because life is like that escalator, the upgoing escalator. Up, 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 up. Then you ever go on an escalator? You know what I'm talking about? You're going up, 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 up. And all of a sudden, if you stop, automatically goes down. And so you always got to go up. The next activity, the next thing, 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 the next thing. I was with somebody, and he was telling me about his dad. He said, my dad is, is amazing. I said, what? He says he's in the 70s. And he's always working on new projects, what to do next, what to do next, what to do next, what to do next, what to do next. It gives him energy not to be physically old. This is what the Torah is teaching us. Don't wait till you're 70. Even now, people feel, oh, I'm good, Rabbi. Well, why are you good? I learn an hour in the morning. I learn an hour in the night. I'm good. I'm, I'm clocking in. I'm, get, I'm getting back. That's very good. But you got to go grow. Grow. Rabbi, I go to class once a week. I'm good. You go to the guy. Yo, you learning? Rabbi, listen. I go once a week to class. I'm good. Uh, one second, one second. Don't stop your growth once a week. Take advantage of the rabbis that you have nearby. That you have near you. Because in essence, they want you to, to come over and approach them. Rabbi, can we learn? Rabbi, when's the next time we can learn? They want it. But sometimes the rabbi himself, wherever you're listening to, wherever you, whichever rabbi you're connected to, whichever rabbi they have in the world, wherever you are, they want. But sometimes they don't know if you want. So over here, sometimes the rabbi will approach you. But if not, you approach the rabbi. I need a favor from you. And the rabbi wants a favor from me. What do you want? I want to learn more throughout my life. Help me get it. Wow! He's going to help you. He's going to help you. But it's on us. It's on us to strive higher and higher. That's the lesson of the fins and the scales of the fish. Now, let's go on. There's the, the, the Torah speaks of what? Of animals. Certain animals, it speaks, it speaks, it specifies, it specifies the four animals that have one kosher symbol, but it doesn't have the other kosher symbol. What does an animal need in order to have kashut? Who knows? Split hooves and chews cut. Shosah chesa is what? It chews its cut. The way an animal works is, an animal, sometimes it has weak teeth in the front. Doesn't have, sometimes it has weak. So Hashem made a system in the stomach that he has four stomachs, the animal. And what happens? When, when, the, when the food goes down, the stomach that's inside the animal, Hashem made such a, Nathan, Nathan, lower that please. Tell Nathan to lower that because it makes noise on this. It catches on to this. It says that the animal, when it swallows the food, there's an automatic stomach that's inside. Four stomachs, some of them have. The pig doesn't, by the way. And it has a system over there that it, it, it digests, 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 and then it brings up the food, and the animal chews it again, and it brings it back down for the full digestion. That's chews its cut. That's a kosher animal. 
That's one of the signs of a kosher animal. The second part of the kosher animal is what? Is if the hoof where it's where it's at it has completely right. It has a split the hoof the hoof it's split. That will give you the two items of kosher animal. Now I'm going to ask you a question. A camel is one of the examples that says a camel is not kosher. Why isn't it kosher? What does the Torah say? It a camel is what? Ma'alegera. It chews its cud, but it doesn't have a full split hoof. You got it? But it doesn't have full. NG. So it chews its cut, but it doesn't have the full split hooves. So it's not kosher. A pig. What does it have? It has split hooves. So why is it not kosher? Because it doesn't chew its cut. So the question, you ready for the question that Kliyakad asks? Kliyakad asks the question, let's take the pig for example. It's not, a pig is not kosher. Why is it not kosher? Because it doesn't chew its cut. So why does the Torah go out of its way to say, now, oh, a pig is not kosher. You know why? Because it has split hooves, but it doesn't, but it doesn't do its cut. Well, who cares if it has split hooves or not? The point is, what's the point? The pig is not kosher. Why? What's the point? Because it doesn't chew its cut. Because it doesn't malegera. It doesn't trust achesa. So who cares if it has split hooves or not? Who cares? It has nothing to do. Is it, is it pig kosher? No, it's not kosher. Why? Because it doesn't chew its cut. Oh, all right, good. that's it. Why do you have to tell me? Oh, you know why? Because even though it has split hooves, so you might think it's kosher, it doesn't chew its cut. Why do you have to add that? In? It's not kosher because it doesn't chew its cut. Finish. So listen to the answer Kliyakar says. And by the way, we also have to answer about the, the camel. And the answer is very simple. Sometimes in your life, you'll meet people that on the outside, they might be, oh, you might say, oh, wow, the person's such a, you know, great, and this, and that, and that, and that, and that. But in the inside, you got to be careful. You don't even know who this person is. You don't know. You don't know. You have to respect, but you have to choshed. Meaning to say what? Some people that you'll have in your life, you know, you see to yourself, and I'll just give an example. Somebody came to my house one time and said, and he spoke Lashonara. I wasn't Mechabil, but he spoke Lashonara. I remember the day he spoke Lashonara. And I said, I have to go wax my ears. What do I have to go to, 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 to move the ears? Go like this, you go like this with the ears. But what else after that? Exactly. So what happened was, he spoke Lashonara. He was delivering something to my house, and he says, Rabbi, this is for you. And so and so gave it to me. I was like, How do you know so and so? She says, Oh, he's my boss. He tells me, Oh, he's my boss. And he tells me, he looks down like this. He's my boss. Like, like you know. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? He's like, Rabbi, at the end of the day, 
he might look like the best guy in shul. But when it comes to the office, today, I came late, and he took a cup of coffee, and when I walked into his office to deliver him the goods that I had to deliver to him, he took his cup of coffee, and he just threw it at me. It went all over, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, no, 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 no. That's definitely not that guy. No, 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 that is, he tells me. I promise, he's swearing, and I'm not going to bail this. In your life, you have to make sure, try to be inside and outside, good. Inside and outside, good. That's why the Torah is going out of its way and say, split hooves, and that's the outside. And choose its God is the inside. That's what tochokiboro. A real tamchacham, a real chacham is not just that he knows knowledge of the Torah, that he acts to what the Torah demands of him. That's a chacham. People, you have to understand. Oh yeah, you know so well. You have to understand. It's very great, but inside and outside, it has to project who you are. This is the lesson. The Torah is going out. Yeah. This, you think it's kosher. This, it's, it has spadoons. But inside, it's not kosher. Oh, you think it's kosher. Choose its God. But outside, it's not kosher. The Torah wants to go out of its way in teaching us that really, in essence, we have to have tocho keboro. Tocho keboro means the inside and the outside have to project. You're a Jew. You're a human being. Your inside and your outside reflect each other. It's not like, oh, you do this, and then after that, oh, you do that. How many times you have it, by the way? Oh, you're religious, you're supposed to be religious. I'll never forget the day that I moved in to... A, I had a rental home. I was renting a house. I'll never forget the day. I wake up in the morning, and I see, literally, three garbages in front of my house. You know, it was a garbage day. I see three garbage in front of my house. And I wake up, I don't forget, I wake up that morning, the first day, the, the next day I woke up, I mean, imagine, yeah, you're excited, you rent all, excited, oh, what's going on, you want to meet the neighbors, you know, you just moved in. Walk out the next day, what happens? I see three garbage, I don't know where they are, I don't, I, I t- I'm pulling out my garbage, what's going on, whose garbage is this? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I see it's the next door neighbor. They're like, why is she putting her garbage in front of the thing? So what did I do? I moved her garbage on her side. I mean, come on, you know? Why is her garbage? I moved it on my side. Now, I think that's totally fair. I mean, what would you say? I think it's fair. All of a sudden, I get a, I, I come to the yeshiva, and the Rosh Kolel wants to speak to me. The Rosh Kolel sits me down, I'm sitting. I Palachi, how are you? Please sit down, I'm sitting down with him. He's like, you know, I have a very big, it's not my of you, he tells me. It's not obvious. Like, well, what's going on? He says, she says, you, you, you put garbage in front of somebody else's house. Like, I don't know what you're talking. The lady put a, and then I realize when I'm walking back home, oh, you're a rabbi. You took the garbage, put it in my bed. Whoa, relax. All eyes are on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, all eyes. I don't know if it was right or wrong. I, I think it's no no problem. But I'm just bringing out a point that what? That the inside and the outside have to reflect who you are. The, the people out there, the goyim out there, they project us 
as nice people, we got to act nice. We got to act nice everywhere. That's what you got to do. Act nice. You know, we're not fighting, we're not fighters, we're not this, we're not that. But what? I think it stopped over there. But what? One thing is for sure, we're nice people. When the Jews are nice. Inside and outside. Good? By the way, there was a whole story in Mesechah Berachot, you know that. You know the story about Berachot, right? The Berachot where, where the, where the Be'er Midrash, the Bangalore, closed the Be'er Midrash and said, nobody can come in if they have Be'er Midot inside. You have bed midot, you can't come to Midrash. What happens? Came the people out there, and the people said, What's going on over here? We we want we want everybody to come in. And they kicked the rabbi from the position. A new rabbi came in, and the new rabbi said, Everybody's invited. And that day it says in the Ben Midrash, it was jam-packed. But what happened? The inside is not like the outside. Eventually, when you bring a person closer, little by little, little by little, little, the whole insides will change. There was a rabbi, you know Rabbi, Rabbi Fahri, Rabbi Yitzchak Fahri. Rabbi Yitzchak Fahri, he told me this story that about 15 years ago, he tells me, a guy came to his shul and he was saying, so he was saying, he was there, and he had rainbow hair color. I'm not joking. He told me rainbow. He, I mean, first hand, Yitzchak Farchi told me the story. He said, Rabbi, he's telling me the story. He said, a guy came in and he had rainbow, you know, red, blue, green, Orange, this, don't have any ideas, So he says he has a rainbow haircut, rainbow, rainbow color, and, and somebody came over to him and says, Rabbi, kick this man out! He told him, can I speak to you? Put him on. Kick this guy out! So he says, okay, okay, the Rabbi has to be politically correct. You know, he says, okay, okay, let me, let me see what I'm going to do. After Sudashishi, he sees that the guy who said, kick him out, didn't say, Bikat Amazon, and the guy that had a rainbow uh, color, he actually sat and said, Bikat Amazon. So I'm going to kick this guy. This guy might have potential. He definitely has potential. And he's telling me right now, this person is a rabbi in the community. Yes! Yes! Believe it or not, he's a rabbi in, 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 in yeshiva. 15 years later, he became very religious. He learned in Kulel for 10 years. After that, Baruch Hashem, he's Tahor and Kadosh. He made Shuva, cleaned himself out, wears a black hat, no, the whole nine yards, sits there and nobody even knows. But what? Sometimes the inside and the outside, they don't look together. But every single person has it in them that they can change. The inside and the outside will be together. Do it sometime, little by little, the person will change. Next, I go on to a very important point, and that is to one of the highlights that's in this week's parasha is Aaron, sons passing away. Nadav and Abihu, 
What do they do? They go into the Kodesh Kodashim. They're bringing a Ketoret, which they weren't supposed to do. Which they weren't supposed to do. And as they're bringing it in, what happens? A fire came down from Shamayim, and it burnt the inside nostrils of both Nadav and Avihu. And when they were in the Kodesh Kodashim, nobody's allowed to go in. They bring angels from Shamayim. They pulled them out. Mishael and El-Tzafan, when they fully were out, Mishael and El-Tzafan, which were their cousins, they buried Nadav and Avihu. Now, there's a very famous question on this. And that is, what is Aaron's reaction? Torah teaches us, Vayidom Aaron. Aaron became silent. He became silent. Vayidom Aaron. Now there's a question. What's the question? Why doesn't it say, Vayishtok Aaron? What's Vayidom? What's this Lashon uh, in Hebrew, Vayidom? It totally stopped. And that is, there's something called a Domem. Domem is like, a, a, sometimes a move, it's a rock. Right? If a person sometimes, if it just said Vayishtok, if it just said he kept quiet, sometimes we can see from his facial, facial expression what his feelings are. He said, even though this happened, but it's not true by Aaron. By Aaron, it specifically said by Yidom Aaron that you couldn't see sadness from his facial expression. Because he had so much that whatever Hashem does is good. So even his facial expression, you couldn't even see any sadness. It wasn't just he kept quiet. It was evident on his face. Stagnant quote. Stay, 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 steady. And there's another place where it says Vayidom. Does anybody know where? In the Torah? In the Tanakh, actually. By Yehoshua, what does it say? Vayidom Hashemesh. What's the connection to this Vayidom and that Vayidom? It says that Yehoshua was in war. Coming close to Shabbat. Now, if Shabbat comes, they're not fighting in the war. But they're almost done. They're almost winning the war. If Shabbat comes, they have to stop. We don't want to stop now. We want to continue. Hashem made a miracle. What does that mean? It was the will of God that the sun stopped. So too, Aaron, we take the same word, Vayidom Hashemesh, and we apply it to Vayidom Aaron, and we're trying to tell you, just like the sun stopped because it was the will of God, so too, Vayidom Aaron, Aaron stopped because it was the will of God, and not because he was just in bitter shock. It wasn't like, <gasps> no. He had his full conscience, knowing that that's what happened, and Vayidom Aaron, because this is what God wants my reaction to be, this is the reaction that I will be in. And he stopped like that. And you know what happens the second after? You know what the Torah teaches us? It teaches us that Aaron, Hashem spoke to actually, Hashem spoke to Aaron. Why is Hashem speaking to Aaron now? Because it's brought down, since he accepted the full Munah, it's brought down that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't give Nevoah unless the person's Sameach. 
There's a Gemara on Kavbet Amud Aleph in Mesechet Ta'anit. And it says, Rav Bruka. Rav Bruka was walking in the marketplace. And as he was walking, he asked Eliyahu Navi, does anybody in this marketplace have Olam And he waits. In the beginning he says no. And then, after one person passes, passes by, this person, and then he says, and these two people have Ganeden, special Ganeden. And they say, why? Why? Because they're Badchanim. Rashi explains, what does that mean? Rashi says, Semechim Ummesamechim Bene Adam. They're happy. Notice what Rashi says. They're happy and they make other people happy. You want the Shekhinah to be with you? You want the Shekhinah to be with you? One of the requirements that the Rambam says is that you must have Simcha. You must be happy. You must be happy. And therefore, these people were Zochef Galeden. Why? Of course, they kept Torah and the mitzvot. Of course, they learned Torah. But besides from all that, they understood real simcha. What's real simcha? Connecting with Hashem. We had Rav Chaim Kenievsky. Somebody was telling me now today, Rabbi, can I ask you a question? Did you ever go to his house? I said, I went many times. He says, did you see his house? So sure, he says, I bet you, he put a bet on it, and I I, I bet him too, I bet you that if you go to anybody that has the money and told them, by the way, we want to refurnish the whole entire of Chaim Kenievsky's house, would you like to sponsor? How many people would sponsor? Would everybody sponsor? Nathan, would you go for... No, Father, whatever you want. I'm going to change everything. You want this, you want that. More lights. Yeah, I need air conditioning to learn Torah. Air conditioning, I'll put you the best air conditioning. You want to learn? I need lights to learn Torah. No problem. I need this painted. I'll paint it for you. No problem. Let's do it now. Let's do it. Face to face. Nathan, too late. But I bet you, how come he kept it like that? How come? You know why? It didn't even dawn upon him. It didn't even come to his head. What are you talking about? If somebody would come, Rabbi, I want to make you a new kitchen. So what are you talking about? I like my kitchen. Don't touch my kitchen. No, Rabbi, I don't. The paint. What's wrong with my walls? I like. My, what, are you, what are you doing? You know why? Because he understood, and he wanted to portray at the same time when you come into his house that Simcha is not about a nice house or a nice apartment. Simcha is the inner feeling that's within, that's within you, in the person. That's within the person. And how do you have that Simcha? You know, a lot of people think, you know what, how I would be happy? If I get a gold watch, then I'll be happy. You know how I would be happy? If, if my father gives me a crazy new car, if I get a new car, now, now I'll be happy. Now, Rabbi, now I'll be happy, trust me. And then, and then you go to the wife. Now, you know what made me happy? If my husband will buy me a nice, gorgeous fur coat. 
that will make me happy. And what happens? You get your wife the most gorgeous fur coat, and she's happy for that time where she puts it on, and now, hey, hey, hey. and the mother sees, woo, got you that. My husband, hey, nice. Wow, wow, wow. He's, he's treating you well. And that car that you get for that, he's happy for that first drive and that first wearing. And that gold watch where he puts on, where he gets all the other, hey, wow, 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 wow. And after that, it becomes regular. He wants the new item. But what happened? I thought that would make you happy. By the way, this, this is with everybody, by the way. I'm not pointing at anybody. It's with everybody. Everybody feels that the next thing is going to make him happy. If I get this, I'll be happy. If I get this, I'll be happy. If I get this, I'll be happy. But you're getting it, and what's going on? Because happiness is within. Within. You know what makes you the happiness? You know they say a song? They, you ask a kid, where's Hashem? Up. Down. Right? Left. All around. Right? But really, you have to teach the kid. You know where's Hashem? Right in front of you. You know why you have to teach him that he's right in front of you? Hashem is all over every single second in front of you. You know why? I'll tell you why. And I'll prove it to you that he is. Because when I say Baruch Atah, what's Atah? You. When I say Am I speaking to you that you're right here? Yes or no? Yeah. Right now. You're right here. Hashem is right here. How do I know that? The, the first halacha in Shulchan Aruch, you know what that is? You know what it says if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Haggah, you know what it speaks about? Shifiti Adonai Lenegdi Tamid. Hashem is in front of me, Tamid. Now, why is that the opening halacha? And why is that so important? And why do we say Baruch Atah? And why is that so important to teach a kid that Hashem is here with us? Because when you know that He loves us and He's here with you, that will bring you Simcha. I know my Father's taking care of me. I feel tranquil. I feel Menuha. Because my Father is here with me. He's here with me. I don't have to fear anything because he, he's here with me. And that's exactly what Aaron HaKohen was portraying. He says, you're right. Tragedy hit. This thing that happened, that his sons died, is a very big tragedy. But what did he do? He understood Hashem is right there. And being that Hashem is right there, that inside he was Outside and inside, he had it clear as day that Borei Olam is 100% with him. And therefore, he did not go crazy about it. And this is a great lesson that we have to portray in our lives. Right? Things that happen in our lives, sometimes, up, down, there's that, always... Stay besimcha. Never pull you down. One of the biggest things that the Yetzirah wants to get a person is what? It's with adzvut. What's adzvut? Sadness. Depressing. He wants to pull you down. You know why? When a person gets sad, 
Hasbzalom, he doesn't have the motivation anymore. Don't ever in your life feel down. Don't feel down. Don't let it happen. Right? You know, there's something called Tsar. There's a question that's asked on Aharon. Because there's a Pasuk that says, Chesed Wishpat, Ashira Hashem. Chesed is what? Kindness. When Hashem does kindness to me, Ashira Hashem, I thank Hashem. Umishpat is what? Deen, judgment. What does it say? Ashira Hashem. I sing to God. So how can it be? Chesed Umishpat, Ashira Hashem, how can it do? The answer is, when you know everything is good, even for the bad, we bless Hashem. If that being said, that's what the Gemara says, Keshem Shemavarech ala tova, kach mevarech That being said, we have a big question on Aaron. Why? Aaron shouldn't have been silent. Aaron should have praised God. Thank you. Baruch, Baruch, Amen. Well, what should he have said? So what's this whole praise of Aaron? Vayidom Aaron. Why is it Vayidom? It should have anything. He should have spoke. He should have said. You know what the answer is? I'll tell you the answer. The answer is, when a person passes away, there's two things that are happening. One thing is, that we're going to miss him. We're going to miss that person that passed away. That's a very big uh, 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 hurt. That's a very big pain. But there's another thing. When a tzaddik passes away, you know what it says in Mesechet Sanedin, Ayin Aleph Amud Bet on the bottom. There's a Mishnah over there. And the Mishnah says that when a tzaddik passes away, Ra lo, Ra le'olam. Why is it Ra lo? Because when a tzaddik passes away, there's no more zechuyot that the person physically alive can do. The Gaon Vilna, he passed away Sukkotan. He passed away Sukkotan. You know how he passed away? Shall I tell you how he passed away? He passed away crying on it with tzitzit. And he held the tzitzit and his Talmudim said, Rabbi, why are you crying? He said, because in this world, a few dollars, you could buy tzitzit and get crazy mitzvot, amazing mitzvot. In the next world, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You hear what's going on over here? And it says, when a tzaddik passes away, it's bad for the world. You know why it's bad for the world? Because the protection that he was producing with his Torah and his mitzvot is brought down. Torah magna vatsla, Torah protects and saves. And Ashi says, Is there a Sanhedrin over here? I'll read you that Ashi. Is there a Sanhedrin? Yeah, right there, Sanhedrin. Right there, right there. Get past to me, I want to show you Ashi what it says over there. Right there, Tetvav, Tetzvav, right there. Yes. Bidyuk, Bidyuk, Bidyuk. Grab it, grab it. I'll show you Ashi. You want to see what Ashi says over here? Let me show you what Ashi says. Such a fantastic Rashi. Rashi says, and I quote him, he says, when a tzaddik passes, it's bad for the world. You know why? They were protecting their generation 
through the Torah learning, through the mitzvot they were doing, they were protecting the generation. And therefore, you know why Aaron didn't say, oh, a blessing for the good at this point, like, you know why? Because let me explain. When something bad happens to a person, he thinks it's bad. So he has to believe that's everything good. But you as another person, as a, as a bystander, you can't, you can't go to the guy and tell him after his car got swiped, he got a brand new car, he gets his car swiped, you go to him and say, oh, by the way, everything is good, you know that, come on, we just learned that. Oh, okay, he tells you, okay, I hope it happens to you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, oh, have, we have to have compassion. We have to have compassion. What is the Gemara saying when it says, you make the Barakha? When it happens to you, when your car got scratched, you have to say, Baruch Hashem, the best thing comes with the Tobah, that's you. That's on your end. But the compassion that we have to have for the other guy, we have to have compassion. And that's why, Vayidom Aaron, Aaron wasn't just selfish for himself. He was looking at his children. Vayidom Aaron, he's saying, the world, the world is lost right now. The world lost its protection. You know what's the biggest proof to this, by the way? That the protection, when a tzaddik passes away, things go away? I'll tell you. Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. You know what it says? In what zechut did we have the be'er? be'er? You know what the be'er is? The water in the, in the desert. What zechut? Anybody knows? Because of Miriam. Because Miriam was around, Hashem brought water around wherever you are in the Midbar. Wherever you are. What zechut did we have on the Akavod, the clouds of glory protecting because Aharon. What zechut did we have the man coming down from Shamayim? Because of Moshe Rabbeinu. Guess what? When Moshe, Aharon, and Miriam, when they all died, Gemara says, there was no more man, there was no more Ber Miriam, there was no more Anekavot. Because they were bringing protection to the generation. And this by Aharon, you know what? Aharon was quiet and he didn't say anything. Because it happened to the generation. I'm not saying something good right this second. Because the whole generation is being hurt by that. That's why he didn't say anything. And this is uh, proposed to say right now, as unfortunately we lost from Chaim Kenievsky. And this is proposed because we lost a lot of protection. The whole world is going upside down. Somebody told me he went to Israel. He feels the whole Israel, you know, everybody's going down. Like, what's going on? Like, what happened to Chaim, Chaim, Chaim? You would go, you would go to him and you would see him and you get a barakah from him and and, and you feel so good. And, and his protection is, is gone. What, what's going to be with the generation? Everybody has to double down on their learning. It's, it's gone. But at the end of the day, you have to understand what we lost. We lost a tzaddik, a megin, a person that was megin on us. And his levels was beyond our comprehension, by the way. His levels was beyond, 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 beyond. It was like light years, light years, light years. He didn't stop learning. He did not stop learning. He helped. He did. He did whatever he had to do. Whatever he had to do in the world. And now he's gone. And now he's gone. And the person has to understand, this, is, this affects us. It affects us. So what are we going to do about it? We have to do more and more for our, for our generation, for us. This is great lessons that we're learning from Pasha Chavuot. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.